passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Shit! Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning. Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go! It's the Boomer and Carton postgame show with Al and Jerry. Oh, hi there. Al Dukes here, and it's a postgame podcast time. Jerry normally does this introduction, but Jerry is on the road with uh, Rutgers. They are in uh, Miami, in Florida. So Eddie Scazzeri sits in. Hello, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. Move that mic a little closer to sure. you. Uh, right. You're pulling a boomer size okay. in there. Uh, welcome, Eddie. I have some topics here today to go over. Excellent. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is uh, during the program, we heard that the boomer mm-hmm. had some issues. It was, uh, you know, CBS radio was separating from CBS. Yes. That is a public knowledge. Mm-hmm. So we're really becoming our own company. Right. In January, so we got to get all new insurance. Right. And this happens in companies, uh, even companies that aren't uh, going off on their own. Different years, your uh, your human resources might do a deal with a different uh, uh, benefits company. Usually cheaper. Usually cheaper, them. right. So uh, we're doing that in the process. Right. So we had to do, we had to make our elections, as they say. And we have to actually have to do this every year. Yes, you got to go on a computer, and uh, it is somewhat, if you're not uh, up on your passwords, it is somewhat of a pain in the ass. Right. Uh, to which Boomer, who never uses any company passwords. Correct. Doesn't take any mandatory compliance training with the company, doesn't check his company email. That sort of thing. Right. So now when he had this mandatory, you want insurance, you've got to go through this paperwork. He, he, right. He didn't have that. And all of a sudden, he's like everybody else. In the long line at the DMV, trying you, to wave his I'm Boomer Esiason card, and it's not working. As you said, common people exactly. problems. Well, one of the, we have a lot of different things we can choose from now with the health insurance. Mm-hmm. And one of the things when I was going through it the other day uh, made me think of you, and that was you could elect to have pet insurance. Right. 
wherein I guess you pay uh, every two weeks out of your paycheck, and then your pet is covered for certain things. Although I've heard pet insurance is not, like, great. Right. And I asked you, you're a man who has how many dogs now? Three. Three dogs. I assumed in my head, oh, Eddie is 100% in on pet insurance. True or not true? Not true. You're not a pet insurance guy. Not true, no. And what is the reasoning for that? Well, a couple of reasons. First, my own personal situation, uh, I don't have children. Right. So I don't have those expenses and diapers and clothes. Right. So I would think even more so, let me go for pet insurance. Perhaps. But that plays into my decision not to because for most, even maybe a little more expensive procedures that you might have done, I have the financial wherewithal to be able to, in an extreme situation, maybe pay $1,500 over the course of a few weeks for a bunch of different tests and that sort of thing. Right, because you don't have children sucking all of your money. Oh, right. I'm not wasting money on school and diapers and travel soccer. I love that, wasting money <laughs> well, on school. <laughs> nothing against you procreators out there. God bless right. you. So you have uh, excess cash laying around because you don't have kids well, needing stuff. Exactly. Well, not excess, <laughs> but I mean, it's not going to kill me. I'll right. still be able to make my mortgage payment and blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, secondly, my good friend is my veterinarian. Perfect. So he does give me a break on a lot of things. Uh, so that's another reason. But the real main reason is that I am not going to go through any extraordinary procedures for my dogs. Uh, I love them very much. They mean the world to me. But if my dog has brain cancer, I'm not going to spend $12,000 for brain surgery on a, say, 10-year-old, 11-year-old dog, because what are you gaining? The the dog's lifespan is sort of acceler- accelerated compared to humans. So, you know, the cancer can go from nothing to inoperable in two and a half months, and you'll never know it until the dog is, again, at the stage four and, you know, near death, because it grows so fast. And a person... Can understand going through chemo and going through, except if it's sadly a child, but a, an adult person can understand going through chemo and go through radiation and surgeries and all the pain and suffering involved. But in a lot of instances with humans, you're gaining two years, three years, four years, five years, and sometimes even total remission. So there's, you know, it's worth it for sure for people to do it. But for a dog, what are you putting the dog through to gain what? And a lot of times I look at it as people are, in a way, even though they're doing it out of love for their animals, they're not really, they're being selfish in a way. See, I think if uh, you would have pulled the radio station and said, uh, someone here at the radio station spend $10,000 for a dog operation, right? everyone would have put your name 100%. down. hundred percent. And by the way... Uh, my sister, uh, this was got to be 15 years ago. She's a kid. She's in college. My parents are away. She has a 10-year-old golden Calvin. He gets sick, takes him to Red Bank in Jersey, a very great veterinary clinic, brain cancer. Okay, so mom and dad aren't here, you know, so I actually fronted her, not for the surgery because we weren't at that point. I fronted her $1,500 on my credit card. And back then, I didn't have the greatest credit limit, by the way, uh, to get the MRI, knowing my dad was going to reimburse me. And when they got back, they elected to get a $10,000 brain surgery on the golden retriever, Calvin. God bless him. 
Uh, and the dog looked like Frankenstein, of course, for a while. And then a year later, which often happens, the cancer's back. Wow. And he's gone. So your recommendation is if you're going through your um, your health benefits for next year, pass on the pet insurance. Yes. Take care of your pet. You know, uh, you know do all the necessary sort of... Uh, maintenance uh, stuff and get his shots and, and do everything you can. But in terms of going to that extraordinary measure, uh, especially when it comes to cancers and, and, and dogs and cats, um, although it's I guess it's slightly less common in cats, uh, think about what your what's the benefit and what's the cost not only to you but to the animal as well. I wonder if I had a parrot, would I get... Uh, what if I had an African gray parrot that's going to live to be 80? Exactly. Would oh, I get him pet insurance? It, yeah, I, I, that is something because, you know, a lot of times the parrots can live longer than right. their owners. Yes. Uh, the pet might need to take out human insurance exactly. on me right. when case, I go. When this guy dies, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm going to be stuck Who, in here. changing the paper? I mean, come on. So... <laughs> Who's going to feed me my fresh Or fruit. if you have a turtle also, they can be very They long do live a very long time. Uh, Eddie, one of the things we cover a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. Jerry and I, is mm-hmm. uh, I have a fascination with pooping and yes. bathrooms and that yes. sort of thing. Poop emoji. Poop emoji. And I feel like you're a type of guy who loves outer space and that sort of thing. Yes. So I found a perfect article today okay. that combines both of our passions. All right. Outer space mm-hmm. and pooping. All right. NASA is looking for inventors to come up with something. It's a $30,000 award for anyone who can come up with the most innovative space poop solution Mm. for when uh, our, what do we call them, uh, astronauts? Correct. When they go out into space for anything longer than two days, a Mm -hmm. couple days. Right. Right now there's a very big problem as to what to do uh, for going poop. Right. Uh, and they need a solution. They're actually uh, giving until, what's the date here? December 20th, you can submit a design for a personalized waste wicking system that will handle everything hands-free for a period of six days. Right now, the current leader in the clubhouse, as they say, is uh, diapers. Okay. Which becomes very messy over a six-day period. Uh, uh, that would be a big diaper. <laughs> That'd be a very big diaper because you can't be removing your spacesuit. Correct. So, well, the, I mean, if you're inside like the space station, right? And when we had Skylab, there were guys that were up there for a long time. Yes. So they, and they're out of their suits and, you know, floating around and doing so. So, what do they do? How do they poop? Well, the ones that are out of their suits, let's see, currently, while at the International Space Station, Space Station. Yes, ISS. Astronauts use a toilet contraption that includes a vacuum and a tube for fecal matter. It it vacuums it out. To urinate, they use a funnel attached to a hose that can be adapted for a sitting or standing position and uses air to move urine away. This is, They're looking for a solution for the, those that cannot remove their suits. Right. Aha. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you have any ideas other than a giant diaper. Um, wow, that's uh, yeah, that that's a problem. Very big problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they're in a situation where, again, like you said, they're in a ship or you mm-hmm. know whatever, and they have to wear the suit all the time. Yep, that's an issue. Yeah, uh, future missions for deep space would be going to like say Mars. Right. And NASA suspects it could take up to six days to get to a. An actual toilet to use. Right. So they need a solution. I, I can't really think of one. 
you would not be uh, good in that situation, most likely. Yeah. Well, I sometimes, like, my body will shut down sometimes for two or three days at a time. Not I won't six. go to the bathroom. Not six. My sister claims this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, bathroom issues in my entire family, as okay. you'll hear here. My sister, uh, when she was in uh, college, she went to Aruba to study uh, snakes. Okay. In Aruba. She was a biology major. Sure. She went to Aruba for 10 days and claims not to have pooped. Uh, now, by the way, this is possible. It's in within the scope of, of the human body. Possi- absolutely. It's very adaptable. Yeah, it is. But a lot of times, and I know there are people who have the uh, issues mentally, and they will hold in. Yes. Poop, and then they cause themselves bowel obstructions and constipation and all sorts of problems. So you it's don't not, want that. It's not a good thing. Right. But I suppose by if you reduce your intake of, of uh, food or just volume, you can take pills that are high, very high in calories, give you the calories and vitamins you need, and but you're not consuming the mass. That right. Actually then, so most everything absor- absorbed and there's very little waste, I suppose it's possible you could prolong that safe not to poop uh, zone, if you will. So what if we... Uh put in a solution to NASA that liquid diet only and catheter. Uh, yeah, sure. But, you know, it depends on for how long. I mean, for, six days. Yeah, I think that's doable. You do. But, but yes. But for, you know, the, the, you know, the part of the human condition, people enjoy, most people enjoy eating. And right. The whole, it's just part of what we are. So long term, that wouldn't be an issue unless you had some, you know, real different kinds of people who were willing to go. Right. What if we just gave them those things we would find sometimes like in the uh, gift shops, if you went to like visit NASA or something, the uh, astronaut ice cream, which was really just kind of like cotton candy-ish. Yeah. Yeah, you know. that. Right. I suppose stuff that will just be liquefied. All right. I'm going to uh, put us in for that. I'm okay. going to put us both down as co-authors of Co-authors. That. So, a, a, you know, a high caloric liquid or dissolvable. Pills. Those right. pills you were mentioning. Exactly. Which I don't know if they do exist. Well, on Star Trek, a lot of the aliens, when they <laughs> took human form, oh, we just have to eat this little pill. It gives <laughs> us everything we need. Right. And then Scotty's like, oh, but try this beef stew. Oh, actual food. Oh, yeah. And then they got hooked. And then that was their way in to destroy the aliens. and, and Through beef stew. Well, or something like or, that. Okay, and, something and, similar. And sex, usually. Right. You know, all the sort of human things that once you take human form, you, you get a hankering for all the things that uh, will bring down man. Well, in Food this case, and women. Well, yes, or in this case, the aliens. Once oh, they aliens! Got a taste of it, bang! I see. Corrupted. Eddie, I found this in the newspaper this all morning, right. and it uh, caught my eye. A, a woman in New Jersey. Uh, she was, uh, you know, preparing her Thanksgiving meal. Right. And as she was kind of preparing the turkey, she had rings on, and she decided, let me take these rings off. Smart move. I don't want to get it all mucked up. There's right. Pricey jewelry. I don't get it mucked up in of turkey course. juice. Must have been in your neighborhood. Um, it is. Let me see where in New Jersey. Uh, oh, no, New York. Tribeca. Oh, oh uh, perfect. Very bougie. Her, part of the story does involve New Jersey. So a 34-year-old woman, she took off three rings and put them on the counter mm-hmm. on a... Uh, on a paper towel. Okay. And was doing a lot of stuff and then thus using a lot of paper towels. Right. Uh, accidentally threw out the paper towel with her rings in it. All right. And by the time she realized that she somehow got a hold of sanitation 
and they found out that the garbage bag was in New Jersey at a sort of like a transition center. Before going to some sort of a landfill. Before going to the landfill. This is a big transition center. So she was able to go there, and with the help of some of the sanitation workers, they dug through some 40 bags of trash, mm-hmm. uh, and they were able to find her ring. They found it. They found her ring. Impressive. Yes. It was a great job. I wonder if she gave them a tip. Oh, doesn't say. She had to have. A uh, 53-year-old man, Lewis, who works for the sanitation department, he worked with her to get this done. 13 tons of garbage they went. They had to uh, kind of meander through. Must have been some very expensive jewelry. Very expensive jewelry. Well, I'm thinking she's got a Tribeca apartment. Just replace it. I mean, please, unless it's got some emotional or sentimental value that makes it irreplaceable. Uh, Took them two hours to go through the trash and find it. Boy, they must have seen some interesting things of what people throw out in the garbage. And now both of them have a great Thanksgiving story. That's true. Yeah. And the Who poor, has the better story, though? Uh, she does. Because poor <laughs> Lewis is like, this crazy lady where she's got to sort their garbage. I got no tip. Yeah, no tip. Uh, they did wear those blue gloves yes. as they went oh, through Oh, right, because that, that stops everything from affecting you. It was great. that the, the guy who works in the sanitation department, he said, although we love, would love for people to recycle more, the fact that people threw uh, junk mail into their regular trash and didn't recycle it helped them kind of figure out near where the garbage ah, bags yes, were. Ah, yes, because of the address. Because of the address. Very nice. Very look, smart. Look at that. He's like a garbage detective. Jerry, uh, Jerry. I always say Jerry's That's all name. Right. Uh, Eddie, you yes. know what they would find in my garbage if uh, I lost rings and they had to sift through it? Wrappers to Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks, awesome. Yes, they would find wrappers uh, to the various products they have, like, oh, chicken breasts and uh pork chops yeah you were telling me about the chicken the other day which i was i just thought omaha steak steaks done. right they, they had no a, idea they had chicken well they do a terrific job with the steaks but they also have chicken they have uh pork they have uh like a side dishes really they have desserts because that's part of a meal. A lot of people of forget course. about dessert. Yeah, you can't that do that. That is part of the meal. And I will tell you this, Eddie. Uh, it is the holiday season, and uh, it's a great gift for someone where they're like, what do you, like a boomer assassin type who has right. everything. Exactly. He loves meat. Yes, he does. So I would send him this gift set for forty nine ninety nine. It's the uh, perfect gift from Omaha Steaks. What are we calling this? The family gift pack. It's a 77% off right now. Let me give you a 77%? Li- 77% off. Wow. Let me give you a list of items that if you were to send this to Boomer, that he would be receiving for $49.99. Assuming with our uh, economic disparity that I would actually be getting Boomer a Christmas present. Yes. You okay. Would get, but this is the great thing. You can get him something that he'll love without spending a and lot of money. And it'll seem like I went all out. Right. Because when he opens up his box, two filet mignons, two top sirloins, Two boneless pork chops. Wow. He's a pork guy. Absolutely. Uh, four boneless chicken breasts. Uh, four kielbasa sausages. Oh, my God. I was talking to Jerry about this the other day. Turns out Jerry loves kielbasa. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> four burgers. I'm still going. Wow. 12-ounce package of all-beef meatballs. Four potatoes all gratin. Wow. I don't really know what that means, I, all gratin. I think it means with cheese, maybe? With cheese. You're right. With cheese. Four caramel apple tartlets, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, 
plus, and Jerry threw this in, four additional kielbasa sausages for free. Wow. And Boomer loves a tartlet. He loves a tartlet, he loves kielbasa, and he loves meat. And when he gets it, he'll say, I have a box. I've got a box. It's filled with kielbasa (laughs) and meat. Uh, So go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code POST, P-O-S-T. Okay. Use the promo code POST in the search bar. Add the family oh. gift pack to your cart, and mm-hmm. you'll get 77% off. And is that post for post-game? Yes. Post-game was evidently too, too long. Much too long. So just use post. Right. Leave the last word off for savings. Wow. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. And by the way, while you're there, get yourself a box of meat. I have a box. I have a box of meat. What do I have here next? I don't know. Oh, you're not a big, you're not a social media guy. One of the biggest questions I get all the time on the Twitter is why doesn't Eddie have a Twitter? Well, you know one of the answers. One to that. of the answers is because sometimes you say insane things that you would then then you ask me would I be able to tweet that and I say well no you'd be fired probably so you would not uh, want to get in trouble tweeting so that's one reason right and number two I think probably you think it's fugazi and stupid. Well, I just I don't care. You're not that into it. And no. And you have a smartphone. I do. But you don't have, like, here's something. So Facebook, you know a lot of people have that Facebook. Yes. Facebook is going to let you play arcade games within the Facebook app. Okay. But it just reminded me, these were kind of arcade games from our era. Right. Mm Pac-Man, Galaga, Space Invaders. Were you a uh, video game guy growing up as a kid? Would you go to the arcades? Yes. I, uh, you know, like many kids, I went through that obsessive period where you would just be spending, like, $8 $8 and quarters playing video games at your local bodega and once was, they got one. What was your... So if you went to a bodega, they probably only had one. One or two. So which which ones would you And they use? would rotate. It was Space Invaders, then Asteroids. I got pretty damn good at Asteroids. At Asteroids. Yeah, that was an awesome one. So this was uh, in Staten Island? Uh, yes. You would just go to a bodega. Yeah, exactly. Bodega mm-hmm. on Manor Road. <laughs> Dig Dug was a big one. <laughs> I never understood Dig I, Dug. Yeah, it was complicated. <laughs> And I never got into Donkey Kong, believe it or not. That just never grabbed me. Yeah. But, uh, what about Pac-Man, the classic Pac-Man? Uh, not as much. I more really, of like a inva- space, space again. Space Invaders, exactly. Asteroids. Right. For some reason, Dig Dug captured me. Galaga was cool. Um, Berserk. Do you remember Berserk? I, I remember the name. I would have no idea yeah, how that's that was that was an intense game. And then did you get a game system ever when you were a kid? Uh, yeah, I had, uh, I guess it was the second big gaming system after the original Atari was Intellivision. Oh, loved Intellivision. I had that too. Yeah. Like my family didn't splurge for Atari, right? Right. Because that was really the first thing after Pong. Right. But then I guess it got to a point where when they were ready to buy a gaming system, then Intellivision was the bigger system. And it was so much better than the original Atari. Now, I I think a year later, because things moved slower then, the better Atari came out, right. and it was kind of equivalent to the Intellivision. But I played that Utopia, which you and I have Utopia talked about. Utopia was the best. Yeah, you would build build like farms and Each forts. Each person and, got an island, right? Yeah, then you would build you uh, you would have to go fishing yes. to get points, right? To had then to, buy things for your island. Exactly. Had to build crops. Hope the rain came. Hope the rebels <laughs> didn't come up. And the, the hope that the hurricane didn't the come hurricane. through. And and if you're like me, probably a very lonely childhood, you just played against the computer. Right. Yeah. So I never actually played Utopia against anyone uh, else. Oh, I had a, a friend of mine who lived right next door to me. He had uh, Intellivision. Oh, okay. In fact, he actually had the generic Intellivision. Sears made a generic Intellivision. Oh, they did. 
where it took the Intellivision games and it was the same, but it, it was, was called Sears- Fin Television, <laughs> Sear Television, or something. When we would play Utopia, we would set up rules beforehand. Two rules: Were we going to? Because you could purchase a, what they called a PT boat, which would could desync the fishing vessels, right? Your yes. opponent's fishing yeah, vessel. Uh-huh. So we would say, okay, are we buying PT boats? To attack each other, and are we putting rebels on each other's island, or are we going to play clean? Exactly. So you would actually have a, a treaty before. <laughs> we would do a non-aggression treaty. Yes, which is quite pathetic when you think about right. it. Right. <laughs> Two twelve-year-olds in New Jersey right. signing a non-aggression treaty. Yes, because what would suck would be like. I remember the hospital was very expensive yes, to buy. Correct. And then if you put that in the path of a hurricane, oh, forget about it. And it came and wiped out your hospital. Right. It's kind of like real life. Right. Yeah. You're screwed. And if you, but you, you sign the non aggression treaty, and then when the hurricane hits his island, they're like, yes. <laughs> right. I didn't do that. But you could, I don't think you could, it wasn't set up where you could aid the other person. No. I don't think so. You, you could, could only not help screw them up. Right. You could only screw them up. But you're right. The key was to build, to buy crops which were cheap, fill your island with the crops, and then the rain would come. Yes. And then you'd get points. Exactly. Utopia. All right, Eddie, that's going to do it for us on the post-game podcast. Thank you for joining us. We covered poop. We covered space. We covered pet insurance, lost rings in the garbage, and in television's utopia. That's uh, quite a cornucopia of topics. That was awesome. Uh, Take it easy, everybody. Do a see ya. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.